Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Two Norries Podcast. I'm your host, James, and I'm joined, as always, by my good friend, Timmy Long. Hi, everyone. Rowan is on the decks. Say hi, Rowan. And we are in Mountjoy Prison doing a podcast with Paddy Higgins. What's the farm, Paddy? All good. Can't complain. All's good. Yeah, thanks for uh, coming on the podcast. You're more than welcome. No problem. Yeah. Um, sorry, we're a small bit there. Dublin traffic, us cultures aren't prepared for the amount yeah, of people in Dublin. On the traffic. That was just, yeah. Google, Google Maps is a big part to play in the know as well. Oh, yeah. But when you're driving in from the nearest road, it's fine, right? Then you get into Dublin, then there's so many roads, and on Google Maps it tells you go left, but there could be five left small little lanes. But like, long story short, anyway, we got here safe and sound, Good. and it's lovely to meet you. So we're obviously in Mount Joy, you're doing a sentence. Before we get into all that, I'm at a in prison. Bring us right back for the people that don't know you. Um, where you're from? What was it like growing up? Uh, Patrick Higgins. I'm 32, 33 in September. I originally I was born in Birmingham. Um, I grew up around the inner city, a place called Almond Square, just off Cable Street. Um, lived there till I was about 10, 11 years of age, and then moved up to a place called the Old Cattle Market near the Phoenix Park. Yeah. And uh, the rest is history, I suppose. Yeah, and uh, any brothers and sisters, mum and dad in the picture? Um, father's passed away, mother's still alive. Um, I have two brothers, one sister. Um, eldest brother's a footballer. Um, when we say he's a footballer, is he a professional footballer? He could have been. Yeah. He could have been, but um, I think uh, the whole children thing um, played yeah. a part in him drifting away. I think he's more a family man now, but yeah, yeah he could have been, he could have been anywhere. Yeah. Very talented. Yeah, like he, he got trials with Bury and stuff like that in England, yeah. you know. Um, he played with a, a team called Sheriff in, yeah. um, in Sheriff Street in, in the inner city. Yeah. Um, and Donard played with them, uh, won a lot of leagues, a um, lot of trophies, a lot of medals in the house. Did house. you play ball yourself? Oh, he's more a basketballer. Well, yeah, you've the high for it, haven't you? Yeah, 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 more <laughs> a basketballer. More yeah. a basketballer and a, and, a, and a guitar man. Yeah. And what was it like growing up? Uh, growing up for me was, I suppose, like any other person in, in, in Dublin in a city, you know, there wasn't much money around. There's a lot of drugs rifling around the, the, the place. You know, we had this place called uh, DCM, it's called Dublin Christian Mission, growing up. And that kept a lot of the youths away from, you know, all the hard shit that was going on then, you know. Um, you know, I'm a 90s kid, born yeah. in the 90s, and there was a lot of... A lot, a lot of drugs rifling then, especially in through, truly in our city, you know. So we had this place where we could go and we could eat food, do homework club, 
And then we had like boys club in the evenings. They used to bring us camping. Mm. And then there was basketball in the evenings or maybe church of a Sunday and you go swimming or McDonald's, just things to keep you away from, I suppose, standing around um, yeah. blocks, doing nothing, getting up to mischief, you know. And I suppose those things are really important within communities as well to give children that are growing up a place to go to where they can get an, an education after school and, and learn good principles and values and, and just... And some people might look at youth work and think like, or they're only bringing them go-karting and horse riding, yeah. like, but it's not it's not real work, like, yeah. but it's 100% Even real work. Even the social work. aspect of it. Yeah. You know, just yeah. It was a home away from home, like. Yeah. You know, exactly. kind of a thing. safe place, like. It, absolutely, yeah, it was a safe haven. Like, no matter what was going on at home, you didn't see much of it because you were always away. Mm. You know, you were always in this place. As soon as you, like, I, I wasn't really very good at school. I didn't spend a lot of time in school. But what time I did spend, it was, um, it was all messing. So when you went to this place, you actually got a chance to get, get your head down and mm. do a bit of homework and try and get some sort of education. Or like, what um, age did you leave school? Um, I left school just before, in the middle of my junior cert. So I was 14, going 15. Mm. And that's, um, you know, there was debts in the family, you know, an uncle passed away, grandfather passed away. Obviously, I was at the moving up to a, a new area, so I was around, yeah. I was around people that was kind of bad influences, I suppose. Yeah. Um, do you know the area you left when you were 10 or 11? Mm-hmm. Was that a quieter area than the one you moved into? Uh, yeah, it was. It was a quieter area. When I moved up to Devney Gardens, there was a lot more robbed cars, a lot more drugs, a lot more people smoking hash and weed and all that kind mm-hmm. of carry on drinking. You know, and as you get older, I suppose, then you start experimenting with alcohol and mm-hmm. all other types of stuff. That leads to another thing. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just, that's the norm when you move into the area and the norm, the norm is having a, a smoke weed or, yeah. or drinking or taking ease or taking benzos or whatever like you're not if, if you're outside that circle you're going to feel like the odd one out absolutely, and you're going to want to fit in yeah, yeah, so I suppose it's, the, the easiest thing to do is just to maybe fall in you yeah. have to fall in or you're an outcast kind of a thing you know yeah. um, you know there's, there's a lot of people that grew up in school that you know around that area that kind of done their own thing like you'd have like say the foundation level lads that'd always be in a clique would always meet up before school or after school yeah smoke their joints all that carry on and then you had the other lads that were like ordinary and higher levels which were just were always playing football and maybe mm. had part-time jobs and yeah. you know stuff like that i kind of wish i was in that crowd but you know i have no regrets you know i know we all have our own 100%. Life. i have no regrets um, do you know the only regret I used to have when I was in addiction was, do you know, being a part of the footballing group, you No, know, that was good in school, involved in sports, you know, being a part of that. But then as I got older, around the same age yourself, kind of drifting away from that. Um, but you know, then when you're in your 20s and you're looking at those lads then and they're driving nice cars and they've got nice Why girlfriends. Stick with them? Yeah, and you're fucking, you know, in the district court up by a fucking, you know, something stupid, you know, or strung out of your head. Yeah, yeah, of course. It, but you know, like, you know what you're saying there now, James, though, right? I, I'm looking at him now, right? And and see what those lads have. Like, it's after taking them 20 years to get that. And I see what he's after accomplishing in, 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 in a short number of years so, since he got into recovery and you have that awareness. So it's actually doable in the shorter space of time when you have your head well screwed on, you know? Yeah. Isn't it? Yeah, so the, the years haven't wasted. Do you know? Because by the time you go through all this um, and you get your head together, 
then you hit the ground running when yeah. you're ready for it. Do you know what I mean? But is it time wasted? I wouldn't class no, it as time wasted. No, it's, it's no, never, it's do you know what it is? It gives you those life skills that yeah. you don't get, uh, yeah. the other people don't yeah. have. It gives you that inner strength and resilience that Absolutely. others don't have. But yeah. you know, if you're strong out and you're in a prison cell now, watching mm-hmm. it, or you're at home, mm-hmm. and you might think you're wasting your life, but you know all that hardship you're going through, that'll be the thing that'll stand here when you get yourself together. Yeah, of course. Because it takes a lot of resilience, determination to come around from that, you know? Oh, absolutely. So there's not, and it builds your character, doesn't it? Come yeah, of course. That shit, yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, as we were saying before we kicked off here, you know, everyone has their own journey, you know, your life experience and your own, and maybe my own. Maybe one day I might help one person, you know? And if it does, and that's an achievement in itself. I'll tell you something, right? What you're doing here is going to help a lot more than one person. I hope yeah. so. I hope Trust so. Me, Pat. We'll yeah. probably get a few people laughing and say, oh, look at this yeah. fella. But you know, like, <laughs> life, <laughs> we get that. We all get it. Yeah. You know, you can, you, can, you can be as judgmental as you want. But, yeah. you know, I'm on my own journey. My end goal is to go home to my little daughter and my partner. That's always supporting me through everything. And uh, people can say what they want, you know. But I yeah. hope, I hope, I hope a positive yeah. comes from it. Like, you might walk down the landing, right? And might get one or two fellas laugh and say, oh, you know, look at him doing that. But you know what? No, the mature fellas, no, the yeah, fellas right. that's on the right path, they'll see the value in what you're doing. Yeah, absolutely. And, and it's not it's not that the other lads don't, that's just where they're at at the moment. Yeah, of course. And they yeah. need a bit mature and they're, yeah. not, they're not ready yet, do you know what yeah. I mean? But at the same time, they want what you have, they just would never tell you. Yeah, of course, yeah. The other side of it too is, you know, you know the way we grew up in, in certain areas and we're institutionalised in an older prison and, you know, that is our norm. Yeah, that's the norm. It's up yeah. to people like you, James, me, and others that are on the same journeys to show them that doesn't that doesn't have to be yeah, the it's way. It's a different path. That yeah. doesn't have to be the norm. Path. That norm doesn't have to be the life. Because I didn't see any way out of life, out of crime, out of drugs, out of violence, out of prison, out of, out of just complete utter madness. I didn't see anything. Yeah. But when I seen one person doing what we're doing now and what you're doing. You know, someone that had that life before, but they haven't got that life now when I looked at what they had. And the most important thing that stood out to me was they had a smile in their face yeah, and they were course, genuinely yeah. happy. Yeah. And then I said, nah, I want that. I yeah. want that. Like, yeah. so I'm what was it like for you when, um, when you were uh, experimenting? What, what age was that and how did that start? Um, I think the first time I smoked a joint was maybe nine. Yeah, it was pretty really, young. Yeah, I was really young, yeah. Um, there was a few lads from a place called St. Mickens House, you know, that were kind of, you know, little runs. And, uh, <laughs> you know, I always tried to, I always tried to surround myself with kind of half decent people. Yeah. But in the back of my head, it was like, I don't know, maybe maybe my journey was already set out, I don't, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I'd say nine years away as a smart force joint. Mm. Got sick all over the place. <laughs> went <laughs> went home, and I was like, "What's wrong with you?" You know, I just gone to bed, not feeling well, kind of yeah. a thing. Um, should probably kill me now. I had to say, I had to say that, you know. know. Yeah. Um, yeah, I was really young. Yeah, really, what, really. What, young. What's your mum's name? Pamela. Do you want to say hi to Pamela? Of course, big shout out. Yeah. Hi Pamela. Hi Pamela. Yeah, <laughs> she'd be saying to me now, "There's my park. Oh, that's what my mark calls me, park. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah." <laughs> I only had a visit with her there a couple of weeks ago. I hadn't seen her. You know, like a lot of families in in and out of prison, and even on the outside, mm. a lot of us. Have haven't seen our families, you know, and, um, you know, I, I, t- I talked to her on the regular, um, you know, my mom's had the same thing, addiction problems, growing up, and um, she's had to turn her whole life around. She's Fair clean player. now. She's 20 odd years, you know, she's a carer. Yeah. Brilliant. Um, she's, she's in a stable relationship. Um, 
Uh, yeah, you know. There's a good role model as well. She is. You know? She yeah. is. She's an inspiration now. Yeah. It's, you know, all the time. I said, well, not, maybe not often enough, but I tell her, you know, man, I'm proud of you. Yeah. You know, she says the same thing to me now and again. We'll be on to Pamela for a podcast, yeah. <laughs> possibly, possibly. She might give us a run for you some money, lads, yeah. to be honest, you know. And there's but, probably um, a tear rolling down the rhino after listening yeah, to that. Yeah, she probably strangled money at the end of the year. <laughs> yeah. But, um, so, you started off smoking hash like most people. Um, you know, when you left school, did it get worse for you? That usually what happens, you know, when you leave school, you have more time on your hands. You know, it was drinking or... It all happened in around the same time, so... I used to be a bollocks for getting up in the mornings. My mother would come in and be 11 o'clock. And some of a Wednesday in Brunswick Street School, St. Paul's CBS, that's where I used to go to school. Of a Wednesday, you'd finish school at 12 o'clock. I'd be rocking in at half 11. Mm. No bleeding toy on. You know, a fucking hoodie jumper on. Yeah. Like, oh, what's, you know, my mum would be always, you know, get up for school, get up for school. And I was always getting suspended, always fighting, always getting into trouble. Um, I just, I just couldn't take the school, just couldn't take it. And that's when I got my foot, you know, I picked up too many charges. Grandfather passed away. You were picking up charges at this age I as well? I was picking up, you know, Mickey Mouse things, criminal damage. Public orders. Robbing cars, mm. fucking drunk and disorderly, public order stuff. But the accumulated, yeah. you know, the accumulated. And I could see every time it was coming home, bringing police to the door, it was killing me, man. I could mm. tell, because me, me man was at the doing it with me father for so, so many years, you know, yeah. coming up. And, um, and I, I, I had an ultimatum court. I could have done two years probation. I do two years in a place called Trinity House School. And I said, you know what, lock me up. Lock me up. And it was the best thing I ever done. You know, I went to college over. You know, I became a fisherman for five years. It was the best, best decision what I ever done. What was it like in Trinity House? Trinity House School was like a holiday home. It was brilliant. It was, um, you know, it's not like officers um, to, to staff there. They connect here on a on a, just a totally different level. You know, you go out with mobilities. Um, yeah, it was... It, is, it it like was a, is it like Oberstown? Or it's similar. It's in the same campus as Oberstown. So yeah. you have Oberstown and you have Trinity House School, Rush and Dusk. And um, Trinity House was a bit more secure. Oberstown was like male and females. Yeah. But um, I think I got lucky in a way because I got sentenced in the summer. My birthday was in the September. I got, I think I got sentenced in August, maybe four or five weeks before me out. So if I had went to Pats, would have been, I know my life would have changed. I see so many people that came from Pats, and, but yeah. as soon as they hit 18, they're in and out of Mount Joy. What age were you when you when I was 15, 20? going on 15, yeah. yeah. Mm. So once you hit 16, it's Patrick's. Once you're under 15, it's Trinity House School. So I've done 18 months in Trinity House School. But to be honest, I liked it down there. Mm. It was weird. I was always one of them lads, you know, because I came up and seen my father so many times in jail. I was one of them lads. Oh, I'd love to know our prison. And you know, yeah. driving down the M, I think it's the M1 down to scary the old Sarge yeah. Road. I'm like, bollocks, what am I at that doing? Why didn't it just take the reality? Hits you then, doesn't yeah. It? <laughs> and the first thing I walked in and um, you walk down this big long corridor and there's just this big head sticking out a window. And I'm like, fuck, said it. I can't yeah. take it back now. So yeah. just roll you, with it, you know. You know, when you when when you just bring it back secular, you said that. You know, coming in and see your father in prison when you were young and stuff. Do you know, I would have seen things like that as well with different family members. And um, did you did you want to go to prison then because you could see like the respect people were getting in the area for being to prison? And was that something that that went through your own head as it well? It was it was a curiosity thing. Yeah. I think it was a mm. really oh, that 
seems weird. That looks good. Or, yeah. You know, when, when you're growing up, like, you hear so many stories about prison. It's this, it's that. Yeah. I just, I don't know. Maybe it was like a subconscious thing. When I think back of it now, it was like, maybe I just wanted to, um, to understand or something, maybe what my dad was going through at mm -hmm. the time. I don't know. I, t I don't know how to explain it, but, um, I think it was like a subconscious thing, yeah, mm. you know. But it makes sense because I remember coming up here to visit my dad. He was in the training unit and uh, there's a curiosity about it. There is definitely a curiosity, but then even in my estate where I grew up, you know, mm. I was looking up to Timmy mm. um, and they were going, you know, involved in crime and the joyriders had, mm. you know, the respect and it was cool. They were known as the lads. Yeah, and, <laughs> and you like wanted to be the, the role, lads. The role models we had tended to go to prison. So growing up, like me and our group of friends, we felt it was inevitable we were going there someday. So there was a, there was a, like an almost an expectation and an anticipation that, and then there's the street cred. I said it before, you know, the first time I ever went to prison was for a five day fine, right? And I got out of there with stories like a fella that did five years, you know? Yeah. Because yeah. it was the cool thing, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, but as soon as you do a bit of whack, it's like, oh, yeah, respect. And now, ah, he's yeah. all right. Yeah. He's done a few days. Yeah. It's only five. You know, well, how, how immature it is, yeah. you know what I mean? But when you're young, that's the mentality, isn't it? Yeah. But that's what you yeah. aspire to be. You aspire to go to prison because yeah. it, just, it becomes part of your life. Yeah. You know, your, your dad's probably after prison, your uncle's after being to prison. Yeah. Like, it's, it doesn't seem right if you don't go to prison. No, it's like, it, it's like an army thing, mm. where the generational thing, the, mm. going into the army, it's like the same thing with prison. And you said it there. Yeah, it's like you have it's to follow footsteps. Yeah. yeah, it's like respect. Yeah. You get it. I used to love hearing that. Oh, your dad, yeah, your dad was in prison. Uh, your uncle was in prison. I said, fuck, yeah, I'm mad, you know, because they were in prison kind of thing. Yeah, my dad was in prison now. My uncle was in prison now. Yeah. You know, you feel like you're, mm. yeah, just watch him. You know, his dad's yeah, in prison. Yeah, yeah, you know. Yeah. Yeah. I done a sentence with my father in 2012, and there's still a few lads here, I won't say any names, but there's still a few lads here that remembered me, you know, and remembered my father. My, my dad was well respected, you know, around prison because he's done a lot of jail and stuff like that. Yeah. But uh, my dad was doing three years at the time. I got 15 months. Only a, only a short sentence, but uh, you know, when you're doubled up with him, it's like, fucking hell, what was going on here? What are we at? Like, it's, it's a reality thing for him. It was. It was like, I'm locked up with my son here, you know? It's a realization yeah. then of like, this is the result of my actions, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, they, like they can feel guilty about that, you know what he I mean? He did. For a long time, he felt very responsible. But then, in the same way, so did I, because when he got ill, I tried to. I tried to take care of him, but there was not, my dad was too far gone. He spent, yeah. my dad, as I was saying to you earlier before I started, my dad, on, I think it was like 21, 22 years in prisons and institutions. Mm -hmm. and, and he died when he was 53, like. Yeah. So it's most of his life. It's, it's all he knew. Life, isn't it? It's mm -hmm. all he knew was, was prison. You know? That's great awareness you have around that for your father, yeah. you know, looking at his life and, and understanding yeah. that he had his own stuff going on and yeah. and he probably wasn't able to give you exactly what you, 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 yeah. you know. Yeah. yeah, no, he wasn't like me, as I was saying, my dad wasn't there a lot. My mom reared the, the four of us on her own. And, you know, of course, when you have like the runt of a litter, I call myself, um, you know, it's, it, that can't be nice either for a mother. You know, I'm a parent now as well. I don't, you know, before I came in, I was like, what the fuck are you doing, you know? What is your kid? She's six now. Shout so out to Mia. Can you me? What's Mia. her name? Mia. Mia. Hi, Mia. Hello, Mia. Uh, so we try and keep it age appropriate, no cursing in case she's watching. Yeah, of course. You said you smoked uh, harsh when you were nine. Can you imagine, like, can you, only when you have a kid, and I don't have a kid, but I think of my nephews when I think mm -hmm. about this, you know, like how young, Nine actually is. Do you know what I mean? When, you, when your kids come up, you think, like, 
how like how fucked up it is that to yeah. be smoking hash at the age of nine, like yeah. should be playing with the fucking playing FIFA on the Xbox or playing with dolls or do you know, do something yeah, course, like but yeah. not, not rolling his joint. No, like, no, no, no. Um, but as you said, like you've your story, your dad has his own background, your mum has their own background, our parents have their own backgrounds. It's nobody's fault. This is just the way it is. But it's up to people then to break the cycle, like your mum and like what you're doing now. Yeah. So. Did you progress? Obviously, things got worse for you. Do you want to tell us a little bit about that? No, th- th- things got better. When you got out of Trinity? Uh, when I got out of Trinity, things were still kind of the same. You know, I was with, I was with a girl. Um, things were okay. I was fishing. I was walking. I was doing a bit of security. Um, things were okay for a while. Then the relationship broke apart. Um, and things spiraled then again a little bit. Um, got with a new partner, the one I'm with now. And um, things were okay for another while. I was walking with my uncle and stuff like that, doing a bit of painting and decorating, just keeping myself busy, but yeah. still kind of acting up all on weekends and when there was no work, you know, drinking, fucking snorting coke and stuff like that, and just being stupid. Yeah. And um, things were okay then for a little while. And um, I got spiked at a Deb's party and uh, went fucking mental. Nearly got shot by police and fucking, oh, it was a mental time. And that's when I ended up getting the 15 months. Yeah. When I ended up going to Clover Hill doing a sentence with my father. Um things were okay. When I got out for a little bit, I was working with my partner's brother. He get you know, he gave me a job the, the day I got out. Just Paddy, stay busy, stay busy, you know, give me an apprenticeship, um, doing bathrooms, bespoke bathrooms. Um everything was okay for a couple of years. But then when my father got out of prison, he had nowhere to go, obviously. So I thought, well, it's my turn. You know, I tried to be a father figure to me own father, mm. tried to take care of him and his partner, but just couldn't. It was just too big of a task, you know. Um, there was just so much going on at the time. And um, yeah, you know, sometimes I'd be, I'd be going to work and um, I'd see him asleep with his partner at a Lewis station. I'd be like, I'd just see the little red hair sticking out of sleep. And I'd be like, da, is that you? Like, yeah. Oh, what the fuck, like, you know. Mm. So, how do you feel about that, man? How, how do you feel you know about it? I think that's. I, I, I remember one day we were living in Rat Mines, me and my partner, and um, my partner just had um, had Mia. And um, I was going to walk, and where I used to go, I used to cut through a place called Renla Park. And up at the top of it, there's a big slide, and it's like a, it's like a treehouse for kids. And I was walking through it and I seen I seen my partner my, my, da, my dad's partner's head popping up. It's like half seven in the morning. And I says, Sandra, is that you? Like, ah, oh, hey, son. She was at that coming all the way up and sleeping close to our home. And I swore to myself, that's it, I can't I can't be walking by my dad. There's a little bit of space on the floor, trauma on the floor. So I kind of took care of them, me and my partner, for like a year and a half. You know, giving them that drink every day, making sure they were eating. Like they were still acting the bollocks with drugs, they were still using drugs and yeah. but um yeah, it was kind of weird. But then I just I, we couldn't do it anymore. I, I knew it's either one or the other. You know, I was slacking away at work, I was giving excuses to to me boss and the foreman, oh look, I can't come in today. But really all I wanted to do was just be at home with my dad just to make sure he was okay. He was a full time job in himself, like I, yeah, absolutely he was like and then we had a newborn baby, she, like me was premature and stuff. She was only home, we were living in kind of a pretty old place, you know, it wasn't, wasn't heated very well. It was just too big of a task that I couldn't take on, you know? Um, but I thought, oh, I, I can handle all this, but I just, I couldn't, I couldn't handle it all. And um, 
You know, one week, I remember the weekend he passed away, I was like, ah, look, I, me and the missus and the baby, we need just this weekend alone. So the next day he was dead, he was gone. He was gone. Yeah, mm. There was nothing you could do. And I felt guilty because I was like, if I had just kept him for that weekend, would he be still here today? But The way yeah. the, the lifestyle he was living, it would have just been another weekend. Yeah. Do you know what was, I mean? It was, it was just it, another weekend. Yeah. It was his time. It was just, yeah. it was his yeah. time, you know? Maybe, look, he probably had enough suffering at that stage of his mm. life as well. I think so as well. I think so as well, yeah. Um, and that, that guilt thing there that you spoke about. I played a lot yeah. on my mind and, mm. you know, I quit my job. I was acting abolished then with drinking drugs again. Um, got heavy into it, you know. Became it just became a novelty, you know. I wasn't wasn't paying rent. My partner was sick and tired of me, but still was hanging on because she knew I was a better person. Um, yeah, started picking up charges to support the drug habit, and then fucking what you know, we end up in here again. Mm. But I was I was doing so well for a good seven years, like you know, mm. like really in a good positive place, and. Um, Took me a long time to get over the father's death and stuff like that, but um, yeah, look, everything happens for a reason, right? Everything happens for yeah. a reason. It's, it's. We can all sit and cry. We've all lost people. We've all went through hardship, or um, pick ourselves back up. You have and, to, and 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 also maybe maybe look at some of the stuff that's going on emotionally for us to strengthen ourselves back up, maybe through uh, psychotherapy sessions with psych psychotherapists and. You know, going like for me, yeah, NA, they're they're very, very, they're very, they're instrument instrumental in my own recovery. And I know James is twelve step programs. You know, making sure that you're around people that are good for you. Yeah, you know, very positive. It's vital. And, you know, um, that's very important. And it doesn't matter if it's in prison or on the outside. You know, because when you do go on the outside, you know, it's a different life and different recovery to the inside. Yeah, absolutely. You know what I mean? Absolutely, of course. And, absolutely. and you have to be very, 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 very careful and vigilant that you don't go around the same circles as before. You don't go around the same places, you know, yeah. and you mind yourself and you get all the help and services that are there. You have to be selfish. Oh, you do? You have to be selfish, you know? It's 100%. And you're making, your, your job now is to make sure that in years to come, Mia is not walking through the park looking at her daddy. Do you know what I mean? So you're you're breaking the cycle now, like your mum did, like you, so that the next generation of Higgins is coming up behind you uh, have a better quality of life, you know? Yeah, or I never want to see me, me daughter going through any of that stuff. Um, no. you know, she won't either, from what I can see today. I yeah. hope so, I really do. I, I pray, like I will do everything. Like At the moment, I'm in a really good place, you know, I'm writing music again, I'm in a really good place. Um, you know, when I finally do go home, you know, I'm gonna do everything in my power just to look. You can only do so much. You know, Mia has her own journey as well written out. Um, but whatever I can do to just um, be a be a positive role model in my life, that's mm. that's what I'm gonna do. She's my little girl, you know. Yeah. Um, and um, sounds like you have a good woman there as well. Ah, oh, Kira gets a lot of shit from uh, from some of the family, but um, Kira's been my rock for the last 14 years. Absolutely, my rock. She Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" 
So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Ready to start talking to your kids about financial literacy? Meet Greenlight, the debit card and money app that teaches kids and teens how to earn, save, spend wisely, and invest with your guardrails in place. Parents can send instant money transfers, automate allowance, and more. Plus, keep an eye on spending with real-time notifications. Join more than 6 million parents and kids building healthy financial habits together on Greenlight. Get your first month free at greenlight.com ACAST. That's greenlight.com ACAST. She's being through the sentence with me father. She's she's being through all the all the shit that I've put her through. She's stuck by it all, and she's still here today. Like, yeah. And yeah, it's especially these days. It's very um, it's very hard to find a loyal, loyal woman that loves you for who you are. You know. Yeah. And um, seeing you at your worst. Yeah, seeing me at my worst, at my best, and and knows that like she's the, she always says to me, Paddy, look, you're so much better than that. You know, yeah. You know, the reason why I fell in love with you is because I knew you were a good person, you know, that time, uh, kind of my... My um, wife gets asked the same question about, about me. Why you, why you were them? Why did you, why you, like, after, when they hear what I put her through, a lot of them, they don't know the full extent of it either, trust yeah. me. And there's a... <laughs> yeah, I'm saying about... Do you know, and there's a, why did you stay with them? Like, why, what, what? You deserve that, you know what she says? I love them. Yeah. I just love them. You know, I know he was a good person. I spent the off days when he was in no cause and chaos with him and I could see deep down that there was a good person there and that there was love there. Yeah. You know, I wasn't able to give it as much as I can give it today. Yeah. Back then, even when I was off the drugs and the drink, yeah. you know, because I was so caught up in my head and caught up in all the madness, you know, but they love us, like, and you said it there, like, actually, good women. They're very hard to come with. But so you, you know what? You can't get them these days. Do you, know, you, do you know what? Do you know fellas like us who are destroyed from drugs and involved in crime and prison and everything else, somehow we attract really good women. <laughs> yeah. And that's the real we reality do, of it. Sometimes mad women. Yeah, uh, listen, look, we've all been with, with a few headbangers, but, um, yeah, yeah Kira does... does um, Oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah, want my life, like, you know, um, if, if she wasn't in my life, I'd God knows where I'd be. If my daughter wasn't in my life, God knows where I'd be. Yeah. So for um, that to focus, I know for when you get away. A lot, a lot. Will you a tell lot. us, for the people that are watching and listening that know nothing about prisons, will you tell us what Mount Joy is like and what it's like day to day for you at the moment? Well, I'm in the progression unit at the minute, which is um, a lot handier than the main jail. You know, you're out at quarter past nine every morning. What is the progression unit? What's the, the progression unit is supposed to be drug free. It's um, it's a chance to um, you know, kind of. There's different platforms over here where you can do a lot more different things. Um, where it is you're kind of restricted in the main jail, mm-hmm. put it that way. Um, is it like what the training unit used to be? Similar. You've just you've a lot more freedom. 
So you have the school mornings and after dinners, you have the gym, which the gym isn't, hasn't been on a lot. Yeah. I need to get that in there because as prison, as you know, prison mm. consists of routine, 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 yeah. routine. Yeah. And especially, especially here, everybody, like, I'd say 80% of people go to the gym and when the gym isn't on, that's when people start sliding and away. And is that a COVID thing? Why, why has no, it been I on? think it's just the staff thing. Drama, um, yeah. the same yeah. issues in Cork, because it was in yeah. Cork recently. The exact same issue, and I think staffing is a huge issue for the prison service, you know. Yeah. But it's like when I used to go to the prison, the gym was a huge part of it's my life. It's the number one you know priority I mean? for prisoners. It's, yeah. It keeps that healthy, it keeps the body healthy. Yeah. And when they haven't got that, that's when you start straying away mm. to other things. Because mm. you don't have their, that, you don't have a chance to release that aggression and Absolutely. that energy, you know. Course, yeah. like, it's like medication for a lot of these lads in here. So, you know. Do you know, when you wake up in the morning, what time are you walking up? What time are you out? I, 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 I'm awake for breakfast, eight o'clock, go down, grab your breakfast, back up, wash, maybe a shave, cup of coffee, and you're out, and then you're in the school till, till pretty much dinner time. What are you doing in the school? Um, I'm doing music at the minute, um, recording an album with Jerry, Jerry Hendrix. Um, and the Jimmy? <laughs> no, not to Jimmy. But Jerry, Jerry's a good lad. Like he's Jerry's taught me an awful lot. Yeah. I do the choir. A few of the lads do the choir. Um, we recently had um, a thing with the American ambassador on the weekend. She came in. We done. It was Johnny Cash's 90th birthday. Mm. So we done. Um, Big fan of Johnny Cash. Yeah, yeah. We done uh, Fifty Shades of Green, um, Falls and Prison Blues, and uh, the Old Triangle. So, uh, yeah, that was great. And we were able to have our, fa that's the difference with the main end, the progression, you know, our families was able to come in. So my missus was there, ah, you know, the some of the lads haven't seen their family in a couple of years, I've been able to hold them. So mm. we were able to sit there and have refreshments, you know, a few croissants, that's a couple of nice. coffee and hold your family. Mm. That's Christmas Day here then, isn't it? That's, it, it that is like Christmas Day when you can actually oh, touch your family. Unbelievable, like we had to help the lads clean up you know, wrap up all that equipment and stuff like that. And we were out, I, I was standing out there with the flowers, sun beaming down at half seven, quarter eight at night. And you're like, everyone else is bound up in their cells. You know, does this like, didn't feel right. You know when you get that butterfly feeling when you're, <laughs> when you're going or when you're yeah. coming into jail or when you're leaving? Yeah. That's what that feeling was like, you know, didn't get banged up till half ten at night, you know, kind yeah. of thing. It's, um, Do you know, being on the progression unit as well over here, is it a lot more relaxed? You don't feel that unease like you no, in jail? There's no, like, there's officers around, yeah. which are given freedom. Yeah. So you're not, there's no, none of this like, lads, bang a blade now, fall in, there's none of that carry on. You can mm. come in and out of the yard, you can come in and out to the, to, like there's a small little gym down on, down on the landings. There's, um, there's always something going on, there's all, mm. whether it's poker, whether it's yeah. a game of dawn, whether it's a football match. Yeah. Or, During the main jails, there'd be a lot of like um, clicks and drugs and dynamics between prisoners and violence is the progression owner that, if that happened, that wouldn't be tolerated, so it's a safer space, is it? Well, the swabs and stuff over here, so... Oh, there? Yeah. Can you explain what a swab is, there? A swab is just a random, so you could call me Patrick Higgins, swab test there, to give it a swab. If you're dirty, you're going back to the main yeah, drug dirty, test. Dirty, dirty, dirty as right. in yeah. testing positive for drugs, crash, yeah. opiates, yeah. cocaine, any sort of stuff like that, yeah. and you're going back and to the main And that's what you're jeopardising, you're jeopardising this to go back to the main jail. Yeah, to the... Yeah. To the like I says over here, you've you've a lot of freedom. You're, you're given, you're given a lot of like, okay, it's in your hands now, pretty much. If you want to fuck her up, fuck her up. You go back to the main jail, mm. and that's the way it is. And a lot of people do. But you, to be honest, I'm only over here since the end of January, start of February. Yeah, you know, you just it's just so relaxed. Mm. 
it just doesn't feel like that prison environment. I know you get banged up for your lunch and stuff like that, and at seven o'clock your master locked, eight o'clock master lock off, but there's just that sense of um freedom. Of, of freedom. Isn't it? Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. I remember know. when I was in the Midlands just before I got came over the enhanced landings came on. Came on the scene back in the was it two thousand fourteen? And um it was like you know, this was a new thing in in, in the prison at the time and uh, everybody wanted to be on the enhanced landing, you know. It's the same those the progression you know the same thing. Everyone's just as old as open for the day then. The top yeah. landing we had they had their own fridge on the landing, they had the microwave. These are things now that nobody else George Farmans. Yeah, yeah. The whole lot. <laughs> and the gate was locked and the cells were opened. There was no there was not it was like this place up here was just so relaxed. Everybody just went and and came as as they wanted. Uh, down here, then it was just, it was it, it, the the stress levels were different, you know. Ah, hundred percent, yeah. Like every years now, um, it's it's a micro society in mm. prison, and when you're in the mines, yeah, there's a lot of kicks going on. There's a lot more tension and stuff like that. Everyone's just how are you, good morning. Everyone's just happier over here, I suppose. You know, everyone's mm. just. You know, there's a lot of trustees walking around, you know. You can have a fry up whenever you want, you know. You get yeah. one of the lads to bring you back a few eggs, a few sausages, a few rashers. Yeah. That's, you that's know, like, yeah. you only got a fry at Christmas over there. And when you do, it's bleeding. Corn, sausages and fucking yeah. <laughs> pudding that's rock solid. An egg that's like out of spar a half eight at night, you know. Like a brick with green sticking out. And <laughs> it's not very good, to be honest. But oh. when, you, when you can cook your own fruit, you know you're in a better oh. environment, I suppose. Do you link in with any services in the prison? Like uh, well, psychology or addiction like counselling at the moment. Um, How's that going for you? Yeah. How's that going for you? Yeah, very well. Um, Kay, Kay is, she's like, um, she's like another mother, put it that way. You know, mm. you can go up there and just be as open mm. as possible. It's, there's no judgment where that is. Um, the relationship is vital with the counsellor, isn't oh, it? Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Um, I just finished psychology and stuff like that. Um, yeah, there's a lot of services. No matter what you want to do here, you will you will get on it. Yeah. Um. Like, but don't get me wrong. I, I still have to say the negatives because I have to be totally honest. Yeah. There's there's a there's a there could be a lot more done. You know, mm. for for certain prisoners and stuff like that. Mm. Even myself, like there could be more opportunities. Like I finished just for example, I finished psych- psychology, and I was told, okay, Patrick, we'll assess you, we'll 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 make a recommendation, but we'll see it in a year's time. I'm out in 2024. There's not, you know, I'm at, mm. I'm at the spill in my heart over the last three months to you. Telling you all this kind of stuff. You are jogging as I know. It's okay, we'll see you in a year's time. I don't think it's good enough. Yeah. And that's just me speaking. I don't think it's good enough. You know, I was kind of getting into it. I was building a relationship with this woman, you know, with the psychology mm. services. And now it's okay, we'll see you in a year's time. It's just... So the psychology services aren't resourced as well as they could be, you know? The, you know, I don't know whether it's a funding team, but there is a team of them here. I just thought, you know, okay... It took a year and a half to see us. Years how long it took to see That's how long Because of COVID and everything else, yeah. Well, I don't know what it was over, you know. It's, I, I, I think I, it's I because there's, there's... I think it's because there's the demand for the service yeah. and there's only a certain amount of them. Okay. Um. So, like, even if you're doing a short sentence, like, as I work on drug and alcohol services, right? So if somebody's in prison and they want to go from prison straight into residential treatment, they have to be assessed by the psychology. But unless they're doing a few years, they're not even going to be in long enough to get the assessment. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Because the waiting list is over a year. Yeah. Do you know what yeah, I mean? If they're doing short sentences, you're kind of... Um, forget about it. Yeah, you're forgotten about it. And then it. you'll get your... That cycle then yeah. of 
coming in nope the intervention yeah. isn't happening do you know what I mean yeah. but I think it's a resource thing I think probably the psychologist would love to fucking do you know link in with yeah job. maybe they could dis- distribute that time a little bit better as well um, yeah. I'm not too sure now I, you know I, don't, I know there's a team of them here I think there's mm. at least seven eight of them maybe what other frustrations have you or um, the, the gym obviously is a big gym one as is, well gym is a big thing gym is a big thing um now, we don't do the gym as much as of a lot of lads, but when the gym isn't on, you just see the heads dropping. Oh, fucking no gym again, no gym again. That, like... There's nothing for the morale on the landing, like... No, no. And they're all out there in the, in the yard, walking out and, you know, doing pull-ups out of the fucking the bars or whatever kind of a thing. Yeah. Gym is the... I, th- I think gym is the most important thing in prison, is, you yeah. know, for, for... Just for stress, you know. There's a lot of lads that, that box, they do pads, the sparring sessions. Mm. Um, you know, nothing heavy. Or um, yeah. good, good sparring session, and you need that. Oh, you know, know people yeah. have a problem with one another. Look, lash, lash the gloves on. We'll have a little sparring session. None of this yeah. fucking. Or oh, I'll see you in the morning, or I'll see you before falling and yeah. whipping out blades and all that carry on. But yeah, yeah it's just a, a much more relaxed environment. Though. Have you got physical contact visits? Yeah, they came back there. I think three weeks ago. Mm. So. Um, How long are you without masks? Um, there's no mask now. The last two weeks. Uh, so we, now you can still wear one if you want but uh, yeah. I don't think they're mandatory yeah. anymore it's probably different on the outside is it no it's grand it's the same yeah, the outside, not mask yeah. at all on the outside oh, yeah, yeah, yeah well, that's no. I, was now, I know it. my mother still wears one because mm. she's carer yeah yeah, 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 still yeah. Has to wear one, but, uh, I was at a Simply Red concert last night and the Marquis was about five oh, I was just people. trying to imagine so him that's, dancing to make up he wasn't even supposed to say that that's why he was late wasn't he yeah, yeah, yeah. We we'll we'll let that out. We let that for them. Uh, we, we'll put in fucking Bob Marley or something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm actually away from everything for the last about ten and a half year, Until and I, I and I feel like I'm after a week's bender to be honest with yeah, you yeah, because course, I feel yeah. pure kind of just lack yeah, of sleep really. Hope, like, yeah. But um, uh, what was I going to say? I can't remember. One. What were we going to say? Well, I was just talking about like um, you know, there's there's obviously frustrations. You know, when I come up. My, you were at the talk I gave here. I remember in the, the chapel a few weeks ago and there was frustrations there for some of the prisoners about, you know, some of the officers and stuff like that. But what I would just say to yeah, and anybody kind of watching is to there's a lot of stuff you can't control. Yeah. And it'll fucking drive you mad. Mm. If you focus all your attention on that stuff you can't control. Mm. Just work with what you can and and fucking do your best to get through it. Yeah. And because a lot of those systems, they'll move very, very slowly. Yeah. I do you know what I mean? And like stuff like this will help, don't get me wrong. Oh, absolutely. And we can course. advocate and we can talk to governors and whoever, do you know what I mean? Yeah. But it'll turn very slowly, you know. But all you can do when you're in here is just do what you're doing, you know, it's really working for you. Do you know what I mean? You're in good shape. Yeah, try and keep morale out. Well, look, but you know, when my door bangs out, like Jim isn't as much my thing as it is the lads, yeah. but my thing is music. So, and you know, I try and write down whatever negative thoughts and you know, and maybe put them in. That's my thing, mm. you know, I, I do a bit of reading. Um, What's your hopes for the future? You're open 2024, two years. I'm open 24. Um, me, look, I don't, I don't have any hopes for All I'm focused on now is just getting me, me, me me head right I have to get my head right and I have to I have to keep reflecting all the time on what went wrong was it the people I was with was it this was it that all that kind of stuff um, all I'm focused on now is just getting my own head right so that way I can just be a father to my child and be and and, and be a partner to my partner yeah. you know? and you know all, all this, this stuff around you know 
your dad and the family home and you know the traumas that you've experienced you know it's about you now like learning new ways of actually coping with that stuff so that you don't need to have the drink or the coke or whatever yeah, you know but and the, that's look, what you're I, doing. I found it in music whenever exactly, I have yeah. a negative thought I throw it down on a piece of paper and you know I'll, I'll try and either make a song of it or but look I have to I have to realize that um all the negative stuff that has happened in my life does you know there has to be positives from from negatives you know Definitely. And, and vice versa you know you know in dublin is there you know we in cork we have the cork alliance which is the a, cork alliance a charity that's okay that, um, the pathways in dublin pathways is it yeah, yeah i you, think you have pathways up here could, yeah is pathways something that maybe it could you could connect possibly with i haven't looked into it. i know there's a couple of lads that go to pathways um I think a few lads off 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 the Lifers Land mm-hmm. and B Wing go out to Patways and go out to um what's it called now? Uh, Pace. Mm-hmm. Ever heard of yeah. Pace? There's a sale or sale project. Did you ever hear that? Yeah, I've heard of it. Yeah. I've heard of it, yeah. It's just lads. listen, they're just projects for that help prisoners when they get out. Yeah. And it's no harm to have a little bit of support when you go out to somewhere yeah, to go yeah, pick up yeah. the phone, you know, yeah. as well as meetings or whatever else other yeah. supports you have, you know. Yeah. But the music is great. Yeah. What kind of music? Is it folk music or it's just ba- I just write about whatever I'm feeling. Um yeah, yeah just my own my own thoughts, my own life journeys, yeah. stuff like that. More ballads, I suppose. More Have ballads, you got like a CD made? I'm doing an album at the minute with Jerry. When it comes out, I'll give you a shout out. Do, do, do send it down. Yeah, no, I will, I promise, I promise. Yeah, yeah. Look Until that album comes out though, we'll have to get a song out of you. Okay, yeah. where's the guitar? Guitar, I'll grab, I'll grab it for you. No pressure or anything like that. Ah, she's only a cheap girl, but it does the job. It does the job. So look, as we were talking about my father, my father, and this will probably relate to people that's out there, you know, um, this is called Living on the Streets. My father wrote this when my father, after my dad got out, after doing a 10-year sentence, he used to work in a place called Eddie Rockets. Everyone knows Eddie Rockets. So there was a 12-year-old kid that used to sit outside this place every single night. And when my dad closed the shop, any food and milkshakes that was left over, he'd come out. He give it to this kid. So he wrote a song and raised money for Focus Ireland. So it's called Living on the Streets, yeah? Bear with me now, no pressure. Poverty, fighting back his hunger and his pain, while he sits there listening to the morning rain, as it ricochets off shopping up hands. Passing by, heads held high. They'll stop 
people look and they'll stare With no worries, not a care And now time closes in And again he cannot win Tomorrow may be a better day Living on the streets is no price to pay Of his old man's ways His mother rest her soul He's here but alone And now he calls the Dublin streets his home And is he just a man without a name Living on the streets without a tiger's claim And my time here again, tomorrow maybe then It may be a better day Living on the streets is no price to pay streets anyway yeah wrong Paddy I was thinking of Damien Dempsey yeah, the too. hand was the hand was locking up there like, like, I'm still um, I'm still a novice when it comes to like, you know performing in front of the scene you ceiling. actually for somebody that's playing the guitar for the length of time you are you're actually very very good yeah. and you have a very 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 good voice yeah. I appreciate a few people look a lot of a lot of people have been saying Paddy keep it up you're very good but yeah. you know when you hear yourself back like, I'm sure yeah. you know when you first set up as a podcast and like we really sound it's like that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we really fucking sound like that. Uh, but no, much appreciated, much appreciated. But you know what? We were on the Late Late Show a couple of weeks ago mm-hmm. and uh, we'd fun, you know, we were relaxed and we were confident. But a couple of years ago when we started out, it would have been way different. But just a bit of self acceptance thinking, you know what? I am who I am. Fuck it, isn't it? That's what, yeah, that's what I enjoy. It, yeah, just yeah. that's it, like. There, a couple of months ago, there was a talent show up in the, up in the church. And uh, usually I'm just used to singing in front of four or five prisoners in the cell. Mm-hmm. But there was a whole bleeding group of prisoners up there, you know. And I sang four songs. I sang Right On, a song that I wrote for my daughter called Christy Moore. Was a big fan of the podcast. Right yeah, I love all his stuff. My dad loved him. He loved all that. Yeah. Loved him. Um, so I sang that one, Living on the Streets, um, Yellow Feathered Birdie that I wrote for my daughter, um, Zombies. Um, what was the other one I sang? What was the other one saying? Zombies, Yellow Feather Body, Ride On, and On The Streets. Yeah, them four songs. And after that, I didn't even know I was at the getting a standing ovation. Mm. Everyone was like, Paddy, I'm bleeding deadly. But, mm. you know, I suppose every musician... Um, you wrote a song out. for your daughter? Uh, yeah, I wrote a song for my daughter called Yellow Feather Body, yeah. 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 Has a, like a little whistle and all in it. Look, Do you want uh, to sing it? Um, I've no plectrum. 
Do you um, need plectrum art? Is there yeah, a picking or a, a, a... No, there's no picking it. There's um Even the taster. If you had a taster of it. A taster? Oh, okay. So There's a yellow feather birdie that sings all night long And he sits in the garden from dusk till dawn Oh, I don't know where he's from But it seems he has no home I can tuck you between my blanket for warmth Because I know, oh, I know, I know how it feels to be alone Oh, yellow feathered birdie It's maybe here you belong This yellow feathered birdie He makes me feel young And while we play in the garden Oh, he'll chirp out a song But it seems he has no one no one else for his love song Can you tuck me beneath your feathers we'll go We can sing some soothing songs We can sing them all day long Oh yellow feathered birdie Won't you sing me a song That was unreal. Yellow feather booty, yeah. A few that mistakes there as well. That was the same. Getting me own songs out there, wasn't it? That was a lovely melody to it as well. Yeah, a few people said to me it's a good tune, but yeah. It is, it's a great yeah. tune, it's a lovely, soft w- Will you melody. do us a favour, please? Write a tune out of song. <laughs> a tune out of song? Tune out of Yeah, but uh, listen, Just continue with your music, pal. Yeah. I will, I promise, I will, I will. Seriously, I will, like... And yeah. fucking make your daughter and your, I'm yeah. sure your daughter's probably already. I sang a follow up at the, there the, the weekend just gone. We done, as I was saying, we done the choir thing, you know, I was in a little corner and uh, sang it and she was crying and stuff like that. And yeah, it's real. Yeah. Yeah. Look, I want to make her proud as well. Yeah. So she has a little guitar and all yeah. now. So um, yeah, look, it's something, it's something, look, it works for me. Yeah. I don't know if it works for many other people, but it works for me. Yeah. It you know it puts a you smile on my face. Works work for you. It might it might be the worst nightmare for somebody else, but something else will work for them. Absolutely. And it's just about trying new things. Yeah. And having new experiences, and you might find what works for you. Yeah, of course. It's been a pleasure talking to you, Paddy. My pleasure, absolutely. Uh, my pleasure. Thank you, Thanks Pat. so much for coming thank in. You. I really appreciate it. I hope you enjoyed it, and uh, best luck with everything going forward. And much I can't wait to hear the album. Yeah. Much appreciate. Thanks, Thanks so much. Thanks, Paddy. Nice Cheers, Paddy. Take care. 
Hi, this is Paige from Giggly Squad, and I want to talk to you about Splash Refresher and my water intake. Okay, so you guys obviously know that I'm a hydrated girly, but sometimes when you drink that much water, it starts to just taste bland, and you're just like, I need something to spice it up. That's why I love Splash Refresher. It has zero sugar, zero calories, and it's a splash of sweetness. And they come in five different flavors. They're so good. Wild berry, acai grape, pineapple mango, lemon, and mandarin orange. My favorite is the wild berry because I just I just love a berry. So if you're like me and you're drinking water all day, then try Splash Refresher. It's going to absolutely change your water game and it's good for you.